0: Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone. Welcome to today's Beacon. What are you scared of? Growing up, most of my friends were big fans of scary films. I didn't want them to believe that I was not tough enough to watch them. So I would watch them. But when the scary bit came on. I used to hide my face in a cushion. Or behind my hands. I was too scared. Even now I'm not able to watch scary films. The only difference is. That now. I'm okay with it. I don't mind. People thinking. That I'm chicken. What is fear? Fear is essentially an emotion. Interestingly enough, fear creates in our bodies the same chemical response as happiness and it can be perceived as fun by some people, like my childhood friends who watch scary films. Fear is defined as a natural emotion and a survival mechanism by the writer and editor Lisa Fletcher in an article about fear and phobias. She continues by saying the following. Fear alerts us to the presence of danger or the threat of harm, whether that danger is physical or psychological. Some physical symptoms of fear include dry mouth, sweaty palms, upset stomach, fast heartbeat, chest pains, trembling and so on. There are also psychological symptoms that people may experience when they are afraid and these include being overwhelmed, feeling upset, out of control, impending death even. Our bodies respond the same way to a real threat as to an imaginary one. When we think we're in danger but we're really not, that's when we need to go and see the doctor as our brain is playing tricks on us. Fear, as a survival mechanism, is healthy. It boosts our awareness and makes us more able to react to whatever danger we are facing. However, when the threat that we are perceiving is one that we created by anticipating what could happen, that is not healthy. What-ifs are more dangerous than we think, Moses, in the Bible, when God sent him to the Israelites to lead them out of Egypt, had a what, what if. What if they don't believe you sent me? This is in the book of Exodus chapter 4. When Peter, one of the disciples, walked on the water to Jesus, he got afraid and started sinking because he anticipated that the waves are going to drown him. He was in no real danger, as Jesus was right beside him. But Peter did not look at Jesus. He looked at the waves and he became afraid. So, what does fear do? When the Israelites were just about to enter the promised land and send spies to spy on the land and its people, they were intimidated by the size of these people and were too afraid to go against them. So they didn't, even though God told them to. The same thing happened to Peter when he tried to walk on the water. In both situations, fear kept people from utilising God's power. If the Israelites would have been brave enough to listen and believe that God gave them the land, they would have been spared from walking through the deserts for 40 years. In Peter's case, what would have happened if he kept his eyes on Jesus and carried on walking on the water? Fear can paralyze us. It can also make us ineffective for God. Fear can also keep us from opportunities in our personal lives as well as in our spiritual lives. If we are to think about situations in which we missed opportunities because we were too afraid, I'm sure we can find a few. Personally, surrendering situations over to God is particularly difficult. I am afraid to lose control. What do we do with our fears? When Nehemiah, who was the cupbearer to the king of Babylon, and needed permission to go back to Israel to rebuild the wall, was asked by the king why was he upset? He was very afraid. Whoever spoke to the king back then, without permission, lost his head. Still, he faced this fear and spoke to the king asking for time off his duties and for the resources he needed to rebuild Jerusalem's wall. Some fears have to be faced and others have to be handed over to Jesus. Some weeks ago I went to the prayer meeting on Thursday evening. I was just going through the motions and just wanted it to finish so I could go home. All that day I was worried about the situation that was out of my control. It was like I mentioned before about anticipating. That's what I was doing and therefore I was really scared and worried. Normally what happens on a Thursday evening is that whoever leads the meeting, normally Andy, presents the prayer list and then we just pray. When we started praying, I said to God, you deal with this worry, I can't think about it anymore. And then I carried on praying for the needs that were presented to us. By the end of the prayer meeting, my fear was gone. My worries disappeared. I was glad that I came out that evening And that I hadn't stayed at home worrying. I was amazed and grateful how quickly the Lord answered my prayer. And how quickly he took the burden away from me. And then I realised that I had lost a day. If I would have done it straight away. If I would have given it to the Lord. I could have enjoyed the day. And not been worried and miserable. Folks. Please don't be like me. Don't keep your fears and your worries to yourself for days on end. Bring them to the cross straight away, so you can have peace and joy. In the presence of the Lord, fear and darkness dissipate. 1 John 4, verse 18 says this, There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. God is love. My go-to verse when I feel scared is Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Fear amplifies problems and difficulties. The only antidote to fear is God. In his presence fear cannot stand. When you are afraid, call upon the Lord and hand it over to him. In the end, I'll read to you Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Coach House Beacons. The Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www coachhousechurch.org